Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Contender of the Fate broadcast. And I'm your host, Robert Jones. I thank the Lord for you tuning in to our broadcast on this September the 2nd brand new month we thank the Lord for the months that are moving forward we ask you to continue to pray for our uh, people in Texas that have been inundated with flood waters and tragedy from the storm amen we know truly the Lord is able to deliver and set free we know the Lord is able to bring the resources and touch the people's hearts that um, they can assist um, I'm, I truly know what it is to be in that situation I'm from New Orleans myself Louisiana and we uh, dealt with the storm for Katrina so I know what it is to lose and not to have and to be displaced and to deal with that so it's not a good feeling but the Lord truly is a deliverer the Lord truly um, definitely from experience he makes it better he, he truly does so don't get uh, distracted of what's going on to the place where you move yourself from God we thank the Lord for you amen and what the Lord is doing in your life Lord we thank you we appreciate your father we ask the Lord to bless each and every caller each and every person that's tuned in right now in the name of Jesus Lord we ask your Lord for supernatural strength to be able to do things, Lord Jesus, that we can't do on our own, Lord. We ask you, Lord, for your anointing, Lord, to be able to hear your voice, Lord. We ask you, Lord Jesus, that you would do things, Lord, in our lives that would just blow us away, Lord. We come against every retaliation spirit, every attack of the mind, attack of the body. We come against time bombs in the body, sickness and disease. We come against anything that would try to hinder us, Lord, from moving forward in the name of Jesus, Lord. We ask you, Lord, that you would lift up the hanging down head. We come against the spirit of oppression, depression. We ask you, Lord, that you would send deliverance, Lord. Send deliverance right where we are on this day, Lord Jesus. We ask you, Lord, that salvation will be important on this day, Lord, and on the next days and throughout the rest of our lives, Lord, that we would ask what once we do to be saved, that we will continue to walk in your ways, to walk in the ways you've called us to walk in, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for every single thing, every single thing, Lord, that you are doing, the things that you are doing, not the things that the enemy are doing, the things that you are doing. We thank you for them right now. Bless your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. reason why I say the things that God is doing. Because so many times. So many times. God get the rap. For things he didn't do. And we. Not we. But some people. I don't like to always use the word weak. People get offended. People get upset. When you say we. Because they're like. Well I'm not, I didn't, I, I'm not doing it. Well. Some people. Will give God glory. 
for things that he had nothing to do with. So we have to be careful about that. Amen. I thank the Lord for you, though, on today. And for those who have been tuning in uh, frequently, you know that we have been doing a series dealing with the survival guide to the church. The Lord really placed this in my spirit that we needed to have something to help the people that's coming along. Even the people who have been connected to church. There's some things that's going on in the body of Christ that is discouraging to a lot of people. People are leaving to things of God. And, you know, some preachers will say, well, if they left, it was never there and all of those things. And, you know, I get it. But I, I, I get that, too. But my, but my take on it is this. Something is wrong when you have a person can, and that person can be a preacher, whoever, can gather a sermon together. They do the Hebrew text. They do the Greek text. They do the. They know about the homo, the homiletics, the hermeneutics, the exegesis and exegesis and all the things about the Bible and know the divisions of Psalm. That is not a book and all of these things about getting the sermon together to preach to the people, knowing the backstory, knowing the history, all the things people do to prepare for a sermon. And when it comes to God's people. There's no backstory. You don't get to have a backstory. You don't get to uh, talk about it. You don't get to vent. You don't get to know the backstory. Why this person is doing this. Why this woman is, 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 is in this situation. Why this man is in this situation. As a church, we have to go back to why the people are hurting. And deal with that issue. And then move them forward. That's true deliverance. That's true deliverance, not just forgiving people and moving on. That never was scripture. The Lord always dealt with the back behind the scene. He was talking to the woman who, who, who had the husbands, and he dealt with the back behind the scene. You go through the scriptures, the Lord always deal with behind the scenes. Amen. Behind the scenes. The woman with the issue of blood it went behind the scenes. Everything you read in the scripture, you will deal with behind the scenes. But the church has moved forward. And we don't deal with behind the scenes much. So this is one of the reasons why I'm dealing with uh, this uh, thing, this series on survival guide to the church. How can we survive the things that's going on? What places we need to hold? Where do we need to be? So on, on today's um, uh, part of it, um, we're going to deal with reading the word of God for yourself. Getting to know the Lord and his word for yourself. Reading the word for yourself before I go on let me just say though for the ones that are looking to call in to hear us live on Sundays uh, who can't get to us and and who uh, are uh, you know in other states or whatever um, the number is 720-820-1583 once again 720-820-1583 and it's 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. All you have to do is call in. There's no code or anything. So reading the word of God for yourself. I immediately, I, I immediately think about how much of what we believe to be the word of God is in fact a good sermon quote. Pretty much from a notable preacher. That through years we have requoted that sermon as the word of God. One of them is God works in mysterious ways, which was probably pulled from various scriptures in the Bible that uses the word mystery. 
when referring to God. But if you re if you research the Word of God, if you research a little further, you'll find out in First Corinthians two and nine and ten, the Bible said that God reveals His secrets. So already you have when God works in mysterious ways, you have a problem with that and and. In its entirety. Now don't get me wrong. There's some things that God will not uh, always reveal to you right away. We're not dealing with that. We're dealing with it being a quote to deal with issues that we can't get through. Or issues that we don't understand. Or it, not even not understand. We didn't even seek to understand. We just kind of throw it out. It's just, it's just, a, it's just something we, people have thrown out. Just to fill in the gap for things. Um, that they don't want to understand. Or just, or just, you know, whatever the seem um whenever the scripture seem fit to use it but in first corinthians 2 9 and 10 it reveals the secret it actually says that god reveals the secrets and mysteries by his spirit see so when you say he worked in mysterious ways you need to read first corinthians 2 9 and 10 it says that god reveals the secrets to us by his spirit so the things that we say that he's keeping let just, just ensure, be sure that you are connected to him by his spirit. Making sure you are listening to his heartbeat. And many times the things you say are mystery, they're not. You're just not listening. Another quote is, you make one step, God will make two. While this quote sounds encouraging, it lacks scriptural backing. It lacks scriptural backing. Note. There are many references to steps, but not this same. Although this may seem unsuspecting and not a big deal. But the problem is when new believers come in the body of Christ, many will pick up on these cliches or these cliches that were used. And when they start to believe this to be the word of God and it doesn't work, guess what? Many will start to look at God as being not faithful or not answering prayers. Let me say that again. You use these cliches because the people, many times they're not reading the word like they should. And you use these cliches. And you believe them to be God because they sound good. Many times before people come into the things of Christ, they heard their mother saying, their father saying, their great-grandparents. And you believe it's to be God. That's just some of the things. There's so, so many different quotes people say. And you believe these things to be God. Like another one is. Uh, 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 um, uh, money is evil. Or something like that. The love of. Uh, and, you know the scripture deals with the love of money. You know but 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 so so. Um, we misquote things. And then we place it. As something that God said. And you have to be careful with that. Because the enemy love you to misquote. I love you to add what God didn't say. So he get once again to sit back and say, I told you so. Because that's the times we're living in where the enemy loves to say those words. So as believers, we must become more diligent when reading the word of God. We must become more diligent. No one person has all the revelations in, on, on God's word. No one person has all the revelations. I know some preachers like to make you believe it. Some prophets, some prophetess, uh, some great men and women of God, even some brothers and sisters. Some people like to make you believe they know it all from God. That's 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 not so. His word says it in Second Peter one and twenty. Uh, um, uh, says, "Know this first. Know this first. 
that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation which means the words was not given based on desire of a man or what he believed to be right only see it was given as they were inspired of God I do believe in revelations I do believe in revelations and prophecies that are given to encourage the body of Christ but our blueprint let me say that again but our blueprint as believers must ultimately be the Word of God reading the Word of God on your own will allow the Lord to speak more clearly to you concerning his will for your life in this world reading it on your own will get uh, creating a relationship with you and God you can't have a relationship any other way without reading his word many people miss what God may be saying to them by bypassing reading the Bible to read religious books and other godly or goodly material the Bible is God's bio let me say that again the Bible is God's bio it includes what he's like as God what he expects from his people who's our number one enemy you see and 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 and, and, and this you, you you can't throw this away that's a foundation that's a foundation you can't throw that away it also deals with other fellow believers who were just as we are and some of their accomplishments and some of, and, and, and some of his accomplishments some of his accomplishments because the scripture deal with he couldn't put everything in the book so some of his accomplishments so I'm an advocate for God I'm an advocate for God I hope that you are too I strongly believe if we as believers start to go back to believe in God because what his word says and look for scriptures concerning his will for us on our own without being told let me add without being told because we have become a told society come on lift your hands up come on clap your hands that, that, that that's not gonna get it all the time that's a good training ground you can't throw it away it's a good training ground but what happens when you're all alone what happens when you're by yourself what happens when now you have issues going on in your life and that person isn't there to tell you to lift up your hands to do all the things that you look for the preacher look for the people to do you have to learn how to do this thing on your own amen so you have to allow the word of God to speak to your life you see let me let, let me let me let me go over this again so I strongly believe if we as believers start to go back to believe in God because what his word says and look for scriptures concerning his will for us on our own without being told and not only because we heard it preach we will grow in the Lord by leaps and bounds many times we you know if we heard hear it preached then you know we go research that only you have to go past just 
what you uh, heard preached to you. You have to on your own hear God about what he have for your life. Let's go get another scripture. Second, thank the Lord for you also. The Lord bless you. Second Timothy 2 and 15. It says, study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Study means to train, analyze, review, survey. All these things are required and more to understand God's word better. It goes on to say, yourself approve. Study to show yourself approve. Who? Yourself approve. You listening to the preacher is fine. But you still need to revisit what was preached or taught to you. You see? You still have to revisit what was preached and taught to you. In addition to you reading on your own just because. Amen. Many times because of the lengthiness. This is going to be touchy because this goes on a lot of times. Many times because of the lengthiness of service in church. See, many times because of the lengthiness of service in many churches, countless people, maybe not you, but many people say to themselves, because I have been in church so long, I gave God his time. So me being out of church is my time. I know some or two believers may disagree with this. But keep in mind, although you may think this was there as those that do. Although you may think that this way is not necessarily the right way or what I'm saying this what I'm teaching and talking about may not be true to you and it may not be right to you there are people that believe that it is true amen I, 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 I can't I, it's like I don't want to move forward anymore and I want to just deal with this because sometimes we have gotten you know sometimes we, we we just kind of bypass was true we kind of forget that uh where we come from i remember what it was to be in church and and my thought patterns and my thinking those patterns and thought patterns have not changed you see if you study something long enough you can kind of uh pick up what's next people always say you know the, the devil don't know your future and i and i believe he don't know your future but he's been around long enough to know the patterns of what a future look like you see he may not know your future but he know the pattern of what a successful human looks like so he know that if a person reading their bible he know if a person doing this and doing that and doing does say god eventually they will have a what fruitful future so you don't have to necessarily know your future but if you know patterns and he know you know what humans been doing for the thousands of years he kind of know you know one plus one is two he kind of know what the next step is going to be so and that's not necessarily uh, uh you know all of that so let's let's keep going on i don't want to spend too much time in that either even though i still i don't want to spend time in it but then i do so that's oxymoronic but anyway and it goes on to say second timothy 2 and 15 unto god unto god study to show thyself approve what unto god 
Your approval is unto God. Your approval is unto God. Your approval is unto God. When we get this, that God approves us, when we are reading His Word, hopefully it will empower you to read more of His Word. He said, You approved. You are approved. Why? Because you're reading His Word, because you're wanting to know more of Him. 2 Timothy 2 and 15 continues to say, A workman, a workman. Note, God calls us His workmen, meaning we are working for Him. Because you have studied His Word and He approves of you, you don't need to be embarrassed. It says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed. Because you're studying His Word, you don't need to be embarrassed. Many times throughout these broadcasts that I do, I stumble on words and I get tw tongue twisted. That don't remove me from knowing what I'm saying. We have come to a society where people have perfected. They have perfected the art of oration. They can speak well. They can enunciate it, pronounce it. And I mean, don't get me wrong, as a preacher, as a minister, you want to be able to speak clearly where people can understand you. But guess what? Moses claimed he couldn't. So he had a mouthpiece called Aaron. You see. So don't get caught up in how you may sound, uh, how you may uh, deliver this word. Because when it's in you, if you have to do it sign language, if you have to do it in braille, it's going to come out. It has to come out. Don't let a person shut you down because of what you sound like. Uh, uh, or your words stumble and just, just garbled and jobbled. See, that, that, that's, not, that's not a prerequisite for ministering the word of God. Believe me. Because, you know, sometimes I hear that I sound like I'm Jamaican. I sound like I'm this. And sound, I can't worry about all of that. I just got to minister the word of God. Amen. So you're not, you're not embarrassed. You're not terrified. You're not humiliated proclaiming his name. This scripture finished out, 2 Timothy 2 and 15. It finishes saying, knowing how to effectively, 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 and truthfully minister word to his people. That's really what it's about. Knowing how, knowing how to effectively and truthfully minister. minister. See, look, I say minister. Or what I say, say the word uh, uh, wrong. But you know how to effectively minister the word of to his people. Many times, too, you just you have to slow down. I got a habit when I'm going, I start talking fast. But whatever the Lord give you, and how He give you to minister, do just that. Amen. Amen. Don't be discouraged. Don't let a person take away what God have given you. People want to hear what the Lord is talking to you about. One thing I learned is you have a lot of, and, and, and I really watch for careful with this word when I use the word people, because I know there's something behind that word. We have to be careful when we use the word people, because people many times have entities inside of them, demons that pick up personalities. So many times we have personalities, but these are not even ours. We 30 and 40 and 50 and 60 and 70, 80 years old. And we say, you know what? This is just who I am. That's not really most likely probably who you are. That's that's not probably who you are. You probably have been demonized or 
oppressed or some instances possessed by something that's not of God for so long it has given you a personality that's not of God that's why when people truly get delivered and saved everything changes about them because the nature that they have living inside of them was not really of them you see many times we have um, you know it's different teachings um, some people don't believe that a Christian can be possessed some people believe a Christian can be oppressed I believe a Christian can be oppressed but I believe that through the oppression now this is the thing through the oppression over time over time if you sinning in, in you if you constantly become oppressed oppressed means to be weighed down you cannot effectively hear God and as after and over the, the seasons pass and you still oppressed and still oppressed eventually you can get to that place of possession eventually because you lose what you started out with I know that's another teaching no people like to hear that but you can become eventually possessed if you if if you continue down the road of oppression because most of the time when you oppress then it, you can eventually go into some sin and once you go into sin then you're already stepping into this place of possession and things are starting to happen to you but on today say on today say I believe that I'm delivered and set free amen we don't have to go any further uh, doing the things that we used to do amen we can be delivered and set free on today amen I just believe that amen I believe you could be delivered and set free on today you that are listening right now amen you at your wits end you thinking about all the things that's going on around you and you don't know where else to turn the Lord love you the Lord love you amen the Lord love you I hear the word Timothy amen the Lord love you Timothy and we just read 2nd Timothy so I hope I'm hearing God I, I hope I'm just not saying Timothy because I uh, uh, <laughs> read 2nd Timothy I don't believe that's what it is though the Lord speaks amen the Lord talked to me so I believe um, that that's what he's saying Timothy amen Ephesians 6 and 17 Ephesians 6 and 17 it says and take the helmet of salvation and a sword of the spirit which is the word of God Ephesians 6 and 17 take the helmet of salvation and a sword of the spirit which is the word of God let, let me just stop here before I even say this uh, this, this is in my spirit I want to say this during the during the storm um um, I, I, we, me and my wife, we have a good friend that stays in Texas, um, older lady, older Caucasian lady, and she's like a, a, a mother to us, you know, she's a nice, sweet lady, and so I thought about, you know, calling her, and so I just text, because I didn't want to call in the midst of what was going on, because many, you know, people, you know, don't like to take calls, and you know, I didn't want to be a bother, a burden, so I text her, and I said, how are you? She said, doing fine, but we're having water. And immediately, and I'm, I'm dealing with how, I'm dealing with, you know, hearing God and doing what he say, and, and hearing him not to uh, uh, get caught up in what, what you may think or what you believe. Because the Lord is definitely speaking. And I, she said, though, it was flooding. And immediately, I heard 
I heard in my spirit. Just like this, I heard. Uh, uh, there's a, she has a gully. Now, I never, I never knew what a gully was. I heard the word before, but she has a gully around her home, and it was gonna take the water and transport it, and she wasn't gonna get any flooding. That's what I heard. Amen. That's what I heard. So what I said, when I asked her, now this is because let me tell you where this come from. This comes from being ostracized. This comes from um, thinking you heard God, but you're not sure. Actually, this is something we kind of pick up. Not everybody, you know, pick up because you want to be right and you want to make sure you hand God. And that's true. But in some situations, you really need to be able to say what God is saying. So I asked, I said, you have, do you have now, God told me that they, was, they have a gully around. I heard it. There's a gully around her. And the water will drain and she won't get, she won't flood. That's what I heard. But I asked her. I said, I said, um, I said, do you have a gully? That's what I asked her. Uh-huh. He listening, right? And she said, yes and all i said was okay that's all i said now she's a believer but what about me fully saying what i heard you see what about me fully saying what i heard i didn't because once again this is a storm this is big you see this is a storm this is big so you want to be careful and this is what the church teach you. Church teaches more than they did back in the Bible days. See, back in the Bible days, they heard and they said. But now we have so many false prophets, so many people saying things. You really want to be, you want to be, you want to really know if you hearing God. And and I and, and I do recommend that. But in certain situations, you really, really need to be able to say what God is saying. Amen. So I asked, I said, do you have a, a gully? She said, yes. And I never said anything any anymore, but okay. And pretty much I'm praying for you. So... But I, and I knew in my spirit I heard God, but I didn't tell all that I heard, just because I, you know, like I said, I wanted to be certain and sure. So after a while back, uh, a couple of days later, I said, um, I said, uh, checking in. And you know what she said? She said we are okay. We had minor street flooding. But it drained quickly. So that was the email text. I mean, that was the text. But later she she went into more detail about uh, through an email she sent out uh, to to the people that um, that her friends, stating that she has a a drainage a gully. This what the Lord gave me like a gu a gully that drained all the water and she had no flooding. Now imagine that if I had. Um, you know, said it, but I don't, I don't, I don't um, feel bad about it. I'm just telling you, as believers, we have to be careful because people will um, look down on you, if you will, if you say you heard God, but they didn't hear. But if the Lord is speaking to you, please. Do what he say. Please. Uh, hear what he's saying. And if he's telling you to tell somebody. Tell him. I've been saying for 20 some years. 
And I still, to this day, have to ensure that I'm hearing God. And a great percentage of what I hear God, He say, it happens. I'm not making this up. But like I said, in our society where so many things are scrutinized, you have to be careful and prayerful. You know, some people may say, well, if you heard God, you hear God. You say, you know, we have that person. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the people that 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 may have an issue when they're hearing God. You see, I just wanted to say that. I just wanted to encourage somebody with that. When you hear God and you know it's God, speak what you hear. Don't let nobody shut you down. Don't second guess what you're hearing. Amen? I just want to tell it to somebody. Somebody needs to hear that. Ephesians 6 and 17, it says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We're talking about, we're talking about the survival guide to the church. Reading the Word for yourself. It says, take the helmet of salvation. Take the helmet of salvation, of salvation which protects our minds through being a believer. The helmet gives us peace. This, this is not something we put on sometime. We don't put the, the armor on sometime. We put on our armor every day. Putting on your armor disables fiery darts and attacks that are thrown our way from the devil or his agents. Putting on the armor disables the fiery darts and attacks that are thrown our way from the devil or his agents. But the part of the scripture I want to emphasize is the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit. That's the word of God. We're talking about the word of God. The word of God. God's written word gives believers a 360 degree protection from the enemy. His word gives us a 360 degree protection from the enemy. The Bible itself. Now listen to this. The Bible itself is a very useful tool. That I personally and many deliverance ministers use. And casting out demons. So the next time you have a pain in your body. You can use the word of God as a sword. And you take the Bible and you. Put it up where the, the problem is, and you make cutting motions and watch the pain disappear. It really works. Next time you have trouble falling asleep and having bad dreams, put the Bible under your pillow, and sweet dreams you will have. This has been proven. This works. The Word of God is just that powerful. Let me repeat that. The next time you have pain in your body, put the Word of God and take the Bible, not the pad. Not the not the digital pads, cause that's something that's another whole series. I've 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 learned something about that digital. The digital is a, is a whole nother story than the actual book in hand. I'm not going against the digital, cause I read it. I actually it's it's portable, but it's nothing like the actual Bible. You need your real Bible. Get your real Bible just to have. It's nothing like it. Amen. Nothing like it. But the next time you have pain, the next time you have pain. And uh, 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 in your body, use the Bible. Next time you can't sleep, put it on your pillow. You definitely have some good sleep. So the Lord have left 
us a valuable weapon in the word of God don't allow anyone let me say that again don't allow anyone or anything enough access to your life where you discontinue where you discontinue reading and applying the word of God or the Bible in your life our last scripture is Psalms 1 and 2 Psalms verse 1 Psalm chapter 1 verse 2 a division of Psalms 1 and 2 it says but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law do he meditate day and night people of God your excitement your pleasure your happiness should come from reading the word of God I always say the word of God have something to say new every day but it never gets an update it has something new to say every day but there's never an update it's never an update and in the word it goes on to say but in the word Psalms 1 and 2 and in the word do I meditate day and night which means I wake up with a mind of Christ because I went to sleep that way let me say that again I woke up what a mind of Christ because I went to sleep that way because I read my word before I went to bed I'm not waking up grouchy on the wrong side of the bed fussing with my wife fussing with the kids and all that stuff why because my God hallelujah because I woke up with a mind of Christ because I went to sleep <laughs> with a mind of Christ so really if we study read and apply the word of God as the scriptures suggest much of the issues we are facing will start to dissipate. The next time you feel discouraged, ask yourself, did I read the word of God for myself? The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. Lord, we thank you on this day. Bless each and every listener. Give them something special. Give them to... to the ones that are not reading the word of God your word regular give them to have a desire say Lord give me a desire to read your word every day around the clock if I can and the ones that have a desire and who have and who are reading we pray that the Lord will continue or to begin if he has not speak to you regarding his word we bind and rebuke every demon that will try to distract you from reading the word come against every sleepy spirit when you're supposed to be reading the word thank you Lord for your glory your power your anointing thank you for everything you're doing in Jesus name once again you can call us on Sundays 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time 720 820-1583 that's 10.30 a.m. and you have reached you have tuned into the Contender of the Faith broadcast and I am your host Robert Jones you be blessed in Jesus name
Amen. That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.